Welcome to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world, because your energy really does matter. We're heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites, including Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, where you'll also find a library of all of Robin's shows. And if you happen to live in or be visiting our home base of Charleston, South Carolina, we're also heard Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, the namesake of this show, Robin Berlinski. Hello, Ron. Hello, Robin. It's good to be back in the studio, isn't it? It's good to have you, yes. Well, thanks. Let's do some business before we get started. Yes. So if you're listening on the radio, remember I have a podcast, Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. Please check it out wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at Robin underscore Berlinski. We do lots of giveaways and prizes and it's lots of fun. So you don't want to miss out. You know, one of the things that makes it fun doing this is, and I told you this before, I always learn something because I'm not that smart. So I get to be here <laughs> with a lot of very intelligent You're and smart, interesting Ron. people. You're uh, smart. I'm only smart because I said, sure, I'll help you host a podcast, <laughs> right? All right. So our first guest is uh, our, our guest, period, is no exception. Kristen Anker has been working with children and families for the past two decades. She began her career in education as a Montessori teacher and was director of Children's House and assistant head of school. After having kids, Kristen delved deep in positive discipline to survive parenting herself. We've all been there. And is a certified facilitator for parents and educators. Kristen works one-on-one and in group workshops to empower families with effective discipline strategies and positive communication tools. She also consults privately at schools. Kristen is also a certified transformational mindset coach and encouragement consultant. She lives in Connecticut with her husband, three kids, and her COVID puppy, Oscar. Welcome to the show, Kristen Anker. Welcome. Um, Thank I'm gonna, you so much. Let's make sure she's there. For I know. Yeah, okay. I'm going to jump in, Kristen, because I love jumping in. Um, Education Week has uh, did a study, and this was last year, but still relevant. 59% of teachers and 48% of principals are burnt out. They're reporting that they are exhausted and parents are feeling it. We all feel it. There's a lot going around in the education world and we're looking for ways to change our mindset, mindset to shift our thinking and to be in a more positive space where we can be more productive. So your Montessori training, your work with parents and um, educators is so impactful, so important. I'm really excited to dive in. Um, you and I had a conversation earlier this week, and I'm telling you, Ron, there's so much she does. She has a um, program coming out we want to talk about. She works with, helps nonprofits. So I'm going to stop talking and jump to you, but I want to hear your story of how you got to where you are now um, working in the school world and um, what inspired you. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so I um, it was back in college. I was a Division One field hockey player, actually, and I started off wanting to. Um, I went into communications, and I was a communications major, and I thought I wanted to be on TV. But quickly, as one of my colleagues was um, in education, and there was a child study development center at the University of New Hampshire, and I just loved what she was talking about that she was learning in class. So. I switched majors my junior year. I'm a communications minor and um, education major. And I just fell in love with learning about the human brain, um, early childhood development. And um, 
at the University of New Hampshire, we had a Reggio Emilia-based program. So after I graduated and I got my master's degree, I um, started to look for jobs up in the Boston area. That was my, uh, I moved up to Boston and I, a Montessori school found me. So Montessori, I just kind of fell into it um, because I got a job there and they loved that I had the Reggio Emilia background. So that was back in 1999 when I started at that school. So it's actually going to be over two decades, I guess, that I've been working with children and families. Wow. I want to tell Ron, Reggio Emilia is, do you remember our guest Tracy Hunter Doniger from the College of Charleston? I do, yeah. So she takes teachers over to Italy to study the Reggio Emilia approach. So this is a whole like full circle for us, Kristen. it's all coming back Um, to me. Yeah, so we taught Ron about Reggio Emilia (laughs) months ago. Why don't you teach me about Montessori school also for those of us who aren't as uh, up on it as you guys are? Anybody? And that's... um, I'd be happy to talk a little bit about Montessori. Um, when I was going through my training, it was really interesting. My boyfriend at the time, now husband, he went to a Montessori school. So his mother was so happy um, that I was studying to be a Montessori teacher because she said when she had her two young children at home, those Montessori teachers really taught her how to, what to do at home and how to be a good parent. Mm. So Montessori is based on the work of Dr. Maria Montessori, who's another Italian uh, physician, similar to uh, Reggio Emilia. But Dr. Montessori, back in 1906, she opened her first Casa dei Bambini, the a children's house um, for children ages three to six. And it was, um, it started there. And then the Montessori movement, uh, there's you know, schools all over the world, um, really based on hands-on learning and uh, the mixed-age classroom is a, a large component of Montessori, having three- to six-year-olds all together, having six- to nine-year-olds, and nine- to twelve. Um, one of the schools I worked at went up to middle school, so they even have middle school programs. And the, the children learned through, um, through their interests. So that's a very different um, approach to the traditional education system that the teacher prepares the environment for the child to go through and actually learn independently almost sometimes from the teacher. I mean, the teacher does a lot, but that's how the Montessori classrooms are set up. All right. Thank you for clarifying that for only for me. I'm the rube of the two of us. So (laughs) now get back to your, your background and how you got into what you're doing now, please. Yeah. So I worked in Montessori schools for over, for about 10 years. I, as you, you know, introduced me, I was a, a children's house teacher in three to six. I was the director of a program and oversaw uh, three classrooms, you know, trained teachers, mentored parents. Um, And then I was an assistant head of school at a large Montessori school up in Massachusetts. And that had ages three to 14. So it was there when I started to learn about discipline and positive discipline, because as the assistant head, I was like the disciplinarian. So, but I joke now, I I had three and four-year-old boys in my office just to give the teachers a break, I think. And I had the 13 and 14-year-old girls in my office because that's when all the social media started and there was some cyberbullying and I had a lot of parents in my office and I had a lot of teachers. So after those few years of being an assistant head of school, I felt like I could have a doctor in front of my name because I felt like a psychologist. I was like solving conflicts and just helping the adults in the uh, building to get along and, um, and to really 
show up as their best version of themselves for the kids. Because I know Robin is an experienced teacher, but the burnout is real. It's a very intense labor job, I think. The teachers not only give their physical energy, but it's emotional energy. You are so invested in these kids, um, and especially in Montessori schools where you actually have children for three years. So that is a, a great perk of being in Montessori is you do get to really know these children. I love, I, I love what you, um, on your website, that you're certified as an encouragement consultant and transformational mindset coach. And really everything mm-hmm. you're talking about right now about discipline and about burnout, really, because you've got to shift your perception and your, you know, the way you're responding to your environment. Both of those are really um, timely right now and, and needed, but tell us a little bit about those. Okay, so we'll go on to my journey. It, it, it's all happened for a reason. <laughs> so after um, I started to have kids of my own, so my daughter was one when we moved uh, to Connecticut and I stopped working full-time and I started my consulting business. Um, but it was then when I had to learn about positive discipline because I thought I was going to be a really good parent because I was a Montessori educator. I studied early childhood education for over 10 years and it was hard. I was so challenged by her. I have a very strong willed uh, toddler at the time and I was scared. I was pregnant with my second and I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't, how, how come she's not listening to me? How come she doesn't want to wear what I want her to wear? How come she won't sit in her car seat? And I realized I needed to learn more. So I delved deep in positive discipline and I learned a few strategies that like right away worked. And I was like, oh, wow. And I loved the positive discipline uh, philosophy and it really blends well with Montessori. So I um, you know, became a positive discipline educator. And then a couple years later, I had my third child. And again, I think I was just at a turning point. I'm like, wow, I'm just really exhausted. Like this is hard work is this what it is? Like, is this motherhood? Is this what it's supposed to be about? So I, encouragement consulting is using positive discipline on yourself. And I learned how to reparent my inner child. So it goes pretty deep. And um, that program is by uh, the co-founder of Positive Discipline, Lynn La. And, you know, it's an amazing um, eight-week program that I can help people to reparent their inner child. They're Stuff. There's baggage that we bring with us into all our relationships, um, especially the relationship of being a parent. You know, sometimes parents will say they get triggered by their child's misbehavior, and it usually comes from something that maybe happened in their childhood and maybe how their parent reacted. Um, so I'll just keep going on after positive. Dis- um, after the you know, the years went on, I still like. I'm using positive discipline with my kids, but it's not easy. I'm not going to say parenting is easy because I just have a few more tools and I have a lot to share. Um, But it was during the pandemic when I was like, all right, I need something else. This is hard. I had three kids, um, one in kindergarten, one in, uh, let's see, third grade and one in fifth grade, all learning from home. And that's when I delved deep into mindset and I learned I had only two things that I really had control over. And that was my thoughts and my actions. So um, that's where I've been blending the mindset piece in the past few years. And it really is. You're right, Robin. It is so needed. And um, I'm trying to bring it to the to families, to schools, 
um, because our thoughts are, uh, they really affect everything. It's based on cognitive behavioral psychology and to, um, to know when we have a negative thought and if it puts our body into that primal state, be aware that it probably is not a true thought. It, it's probably, um, you know, that negative self-talk. So I really help teachers and parents, um, to be aware of that, to be aware of our thoughts and how our energy and that, cause it all affects our energy, right? Of how our actions and how we're showing up. So that's, um, that's my story. Maybe this is an, so unfair, an unfair question to ask, but you, you learn these lessons when your children were young, <clears throat> now that they're older, can you look at them? You don't have to name names, of course, but can you look at them and see, ah, this one benefited because of this that I brought to the table? I mean, do you see the positive results? Obviously you do, but what are those? How are your children behaving differently because of the lessons you learned earlier in their lives? I think it's the more the answer is how am I behaving differently? Uh. So <laughs> my kids are going to be um, kids. So I think so much of positive discipline and teaching the tools that I teach, it changes parents' behavior. It changes the communication. It changes our energy of how we need to show up and treat our children with dignity and respect. Um, one of the things I joke about is when I tell my story of, my, I was scared. My three-year-old uh, daughter is very strong-willed and I didn't know how to parent her. I didn't think I knew how to parent her. But I, I do. I do know how to parent her. But now she's a 15-year-old girl, mm -hmm. and she's very strong-willed. And I am so happy that she has that strong will now as a 15-year-old female. You know, like, so it's not that she had to change. It's that I had to change. That's eye-opening. That's, that's really good. Well, most people are afraid to reveal something like that or, or admit that they might have had a, an issue that they fixed. So kudos to you. Um, when, when people come to you looking for your advice, you're in, you know, working with you as a, as a client, do you immediately recognize their behavior patterns and you know exactly what to do? Has anybody thrown you a curveball? Well, that's why, um, I do do group workshops, which is, I love doing that with schools and we have, you know, six or eight week programs, but I do love the one-on-one -on -one work, um, because you really are able to, to help families. And one of the tools that I'm working on right now, and I have a, a Facebook community and I've been teaching this mistaken goal chart. So it's a positive discipline tool and it's positive discipline is based on the work of Alfred Adler and Rudolf Dreikers, two Viennese psychologists. And Dreikers found that all human beings, especially children, have this universal need to feel belonging and significance. And belonging could be thought of as unconditional love. You know, the child perceives and feels, I'm loved no matter what, I belong. Or significance, which is, um, I have personal power over my envir environment. I can make choices. I have significance. Um, freedom within responsibilities would be what Montessori would call it. And if the child doesn't perceive that they're loved or that they belong, and it's a child's perception. So every human being has a different perception. And we're also dealing with possibly a four-year-old's perception or a nine-year-old's perception. And their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed yet. They're part of their brain that has a lot of the executive functioning skills and emotional regulation and all those not fully developed. So they might perceive 
when a parent yells that they don't love them anymore, or they're going to perceive if the parent is paying more attention to the baby, this five-year-old might say, oh, I don't belong in this family anymore. The baby is more important than me. It's just a perception that the child comes up with. But what Rudolf Drakers found is that there's four mistaken goals to this misbehavior. So we only see like the tip of the iceberg. I usually use the iceberg as the um, explanation, and you can imagine that in your head. So we see this tip of the iceberg, which is the misbehavior, the behavior. And what it really underneath, we have to look at this need for belonging and significance. And if they don't get it, they're going to find these four mistaken ways. And it's undue attention, you know, to keep others busy or to get special service. It's misguided power to be boss. That was my daughter. She, it was misguided power. Uh, revenge to get even or assumed inadequacy to give up and to be left alone. So I use this chart to help parents to kind of be detectives of their child's misbehavior. And they, but the, but here's the trick. Here's the hard part. The chart works when the parent can go inside and, and figure out how they're feeling. Because if the parent feels annoyed, irritated, or worried, then it's that first one, undue attention. But if the parent is feeling angry or threatened or just defeated, it's misguided power. And then there's different positive discipline tools that I teach to, um, to address that behavior. So Kristen, you have a workshop wow. coming up. I'm, I know I'm interrupting you, but is this, a, is this covered in the one you have coming up? Yes. The yes. class? So I have the parent empowerment program, which is like my signature program. And I'm blending the mindset um, Montessori, like how to set up your homes for the child to be independent and positive discipline. So I go over all this in the parent empowerment program. Awesome. So what's fascinating about this is, you know, I've always heard, even before I had kids, that like uh, you give them a long leash and you try to be their friend instead of their parent. And kids at some point think, well, my parent doesn't care about me. They're not disciplining me. Mm -hmm. They're not concerned. And, and parents have that real misguided uh, direction and, and the long-term mm -hmm. effects. I've seen a lot of kids become real serious problems in their older years because their parents were trying to be their friend and not their, and not their parent, which is, a, is exactly what mm -hmm. you're talking about. This is fascinating. I mean, a real science to this. And that is permissive. So that's permissive parenting. So uh -huh. the other um, thing that I teach parents, and we look at these four types of parenting, and I don't know, Robin, you're probably familiar with, uh, it's Dr., it's, I'm forgetting the name, Balmrind, I think, Diane Balmrind. And so she did this study, and she saw, it's, it's almost like a, if you were to look at an uh, X and Y axis of a graph, kindness and firmness. So positive discipline focuses on being kind and firm at the same time. Because kindness shows respect for the child, because we need to treat everybody with dignity and respect. But firmness shows respect for the parent. We, are the, we have the fully functioning prefrontal cortex. We need to set boundaries. We need to set boundaries. We need to set ground rules, they call them in a Montessori classroom. And we need to set limits. And children need to be aware of that. So you're speaking of permissive parenting. And that's being really kind and not firm. Um, and then there's the opposite of that. That's that really firm, but no kindness. And that's that the like authorita authoritarian parenting where it's like, 
you do it because I said so. Mm. You know, there's all the sayings that we might remember from when we were kids. It's like, um, because I said so. <laughs> that's it. Like, you do it, you know, and maybe that's where the corporal punishment came in. You would get a, a slap. Don't forget, uh, don't make me turn this car around. Don't make me turn this car Remember around. Oh I, my do. God. Yes. I do. I <clears> do. <throat> Wait till your father uh, comes home. All right, right, right. Wait till your father. <laughs> Wait till your father comes home. Oh God! <laughs> and so that's that authoritarian, and then there's the authoritative, and that's positive discipline, kind and firm. And then the other opposite of that is that permissive parenting that you're talking about. So this, so is, that's what it's a balance. Yeah, this is all fascinating. When people come to you, is it a combination, or is there more uh, one-sided in one of two ways? They they observe a situation in their homes that they would like to fix or they're completely exasperated and they've they've taken every other option but nothing's working where do your clients fit into that uh, into those two categories usually i'll see my clients first because something's going on with the child um so and that's where it's like kind of sneaky you know first it's there's something wrong with my child they're either anxious, they're worried, they, maybe there's a new diagnosis of ADD or ADHD. Um, there's something wrong. The other reason why parents come to me a lot, and this is one of the things that I really think I do well, is I help parenting partners to get on the same team. It's speaking the same language. Because you're both, depending on everyone, every family is different, but I'm going to talk about maybe a married couple. And they both were parented different, so they have different perceptions of what it's supposed to be. And then I help them to, let's get on the same page here. What are the values? What do we want? What do we want our child to look like at the age of 25? What are those life skills and characteristics so that they can get on the same level? And then be using some of the communication tools. That just works. It's an effective discipline tools that, um, that work. But the other um, thing is, is so the sneaky part is is like they think it's their child that needs to change and like I said <laughs> yes. before usually it's just the parent behavior that needs to change mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of changes we can make in the child's environment too so that's where the Montessori piece comes in of how we could set up their bedroom how we could set up their kitchen so that the child can be more independent they get that sense of significance and um, maybe it can help the parents out too you know that. Um, when I talk about belonging and significance, I read a great article. I think it was in Time Magazine. And it was like, children only need two things. Only two things. Love and chores. But that's kind of exactly chores. what I'm saying. With the, you know, responsibility. It's mm-hmm. love. Give them unconditional love. Give them love. But make them work a little bit. Give them some chores. They need to feel confident. That's where confidence will come from. It's to the experience that they have. So, um, so my kids don't love to do chores, but after some purposeful work, people feel good. You feel good about yourself. Definitely. Before we run out of time, I want to make sure you share. I know this is timing our podcast, but it's important because this will be on the radio um, on Sunday. Um, and I want you to share your class that starts on Monday the 20th. Yeah. So actually it is open enrollment um, until the end of the month. Perfect. Until the end of November. So tell us about um, that. How I'm, can we get be a part of that? Um, yes, that would be great. I um, The Parent Empowerment Program is my signature program. And basically what it is, is 10 um, digital, little digital lessons that's based on positive discipline. So that helps the parenting partners to get on the same team. 
And then there are six coaching sessions. So one-on-one coaching. I love doing some one-on-one with just the mom to really work on the mindset piece, maybe do a little bit of that inner child reparenting, and then three coaching sessions with um, the parenting partners so that um, we we get on the same team and everybody's, you know, got got a plan. It's a parenting playbook, I call it. So we can, they leave um, having a, a playbook and having some tools. I feel like tools in the toolbox works and sometimes it doesn't. And so you have to try a different tool. So that's why I do love using positive discipline as my foundation because um, the tools just work. They are based on lots of research and um, in classrooms and in, in families. What part of this process brings you the most satisfaction? I do. Oh, I saw a father last night who was one of my private clients and I saw his girls and I did work with the whole family because they were local. And um, I just was, it just made me feel so good to see him so happy. Um, and a lot of times marriages are, are really, really affected by children <laughs> and misbehavior. So I really think it helps with relationships, with, the, with marriages too. Of, um, and it just it made me feel good. That just came out just last night. I saw him, gave him a big hug, and it was just so great to see his family so happy. So, um, yeah, peace, peaceful and happy families is what I'm looking for. I know this but is... For me, too, I, I do the work. I have a love of learning, and I'm a constant learner. So as my kids are growing, and I just took a positive discipline for teenagers class last year because I, I, I needed to learn a little bit more. I have two teenagers now, so I, um, I love learning, and I love teaching, and I love when people have those aha moments and when they're like, oh, it's not... I got to change my kids' behavior. I got to change my behavior. And then when they could just laugh about it too, like I think we take parenting so seriously and it's like, have fun. Like, let's, let's laugh about it. So I just, I love what I do and I'm excited to, to do it with more and more people in many different ways. So I know this is audio, but can you hear the smile on her I face? I know. I, I'm just leaning in. Kristen, you're amazing. <laughs> So before we forget, let's make sure that people know how to find you at KristenAnchor.com. Let me spell it for you. It's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-A-N-C-K-E-R, KristenAnchor.com. And you can find all the information about upcoming events and what have you. You got 20 seconds, Robin. Anything you want to say to Kristen before we have to say goodbye? Well, I know we talked about parents. I know you do work with educators. I know you're doing some cause marketing, giving back to nonprofits. Like there's so much. So I would encourage our listeners to please go to Kristen's website and see all the amazing things. And we'll put all this in the show notes, Kristen. Thank you so much. And you can follow me on Instagram, Kristen Anchor Coaching as well. There you go. You've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love your feedback, excuse me, at thelearningring.com, or you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win fabulous prizes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.